And here we go. Live from the White Claw Hard Seltzer Studios, it's overtime with William Patterson, Max Pennell, and Jace Brown. Hour number two here on a Monday, 865-546-8200. Your number if you want to hop in and join. Uh, a loaded Super Bowl-themed hour. Uh, we'll talk about the San Francisco 49ers uh, collapse, it seemed like, in the second half and their decision um, in overtime. We'll also um, highlight two VFLs in the big game, Trey Smith and Jawan Jennings as well. But we begin with the Chiefs winning the Super Bowl. The NFL has a repeat champion for the first time in 19 years. The Kansas City Chiefs, with a third Super Bowl triumph in five seasons, cemented their status as the league's modern-day dynasty with a 25-22 overtime win against the 49ers on Sunday at Allegiant Stadium in Las Vegas. This one, the same as the last two for the Kansas City Chiefs and its star quarterback, Patrick Mahomes, came with a stirring second-half comeback, and this time with some overtime heroics as well. Um, Jake Moody of the 49ers, 27-yard field goal on the first possession of overtime for the 49ers, uh, put the 49ers ahead, but the Chiefs responded with a 13-play, 75-yard drive and won it with a three-yard touchdown pass from Mahomes to Mikal Hardman, who began the season with the Jets, comes back to the Chiefs, and makes the game-winning play for them in the Super Bowl. It's the fourth Super Bowl win for the Chiefs. <laughs> Uh, it's a, it's the fourth Super Bowl win uh, for the Chiefs franchise and the third for the team under Coach Andy Reid. Mahomes earned his third Super Bowl MVP, going 34 of 46 passing, 333 yards, two touchdowns, one interception, resulting in a 99.3 passer rating. Um, guys, does this win cement the Chiefs as a dynasty? Max, we'll begin with you. Yes, it does. I mean, three Super Bowls in, what is that, four years now? Five, five. I think. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Three and five. Very few franchises or dynasties have done that. The The fact they did it with this cast of characters as well, I mean, if you had told me on Christmas Day after they lost to the Raiders yeah. at home and Aiden yeah. O'Connell, where he threw for 90-some yards, and they still kind of dominated the Chiefs, Yes, you, I would have called you crazy. It just shows very similar to the way the Patriots were built in their dynasty, there were years the Patriots were far from the best team in the NFL and still found a way to win, and that may, that combination is due to a great head coach, great quarterback, and great coordinators. And Steve Spagnuolo, I think, is the most overlooked part of this dynasty. The fact they've been able to keep him there for the duration of it. He's had a stint before as a head coach, wasn't very successful, um, but he was great with the Giants. We saw him take down the Patriots twice. He's done it now three times in the big game with the Chiefs. His game plan last night I thought was very good. Perfectly timed blitzes. And I feel like that's an underrated component of this dynasty. But yes, William, definitely a dynasty. And I don't see really how it slows down anytime Mm -hmm. soon. Mm -hmm. Um, We can get into that later. But Chiefs once again showing why they are what they are and why they have three Super Bowls in five years. Definitely earned that one last night. Yeah, uh, and you you could really tell. I, I definitely do agree that it's a dynasty. You could tell that this team had been there before. Now, granted, they've they had some revolving door pieces, uh, like on the offensive side. Like you said, it, it if you would have told me that this team would have made a Super Bowl run at all this year, I would have been surprised. Just because at the start of the year, you weren't expecting Rasheed Rice to be the wide receiver one in Kansas City, and he ends up being that. Uh, now, granted, he didn't have a crazy good game, but I mean, you don't really have to with Patrick Mahomes at the helm. So, I mean. 
him being able to take what he has all has had all year uh, and make it that far, I think that uh, shows the strength of just how uh, I guess confident this team is once they hit playoff time. It doesn't matter where they're at. It doesn't matter who they're playing. They're going to get things done. Um, and I mean, again, it, it goes back to the just maturity part of it. Those guys have been there before. They they know what to do and know how to do it. And you know, the late game plan, just being able to draw it out, uh, make the correct play calls, definitely late in the game, uh, to get back to tied after back and forth with the Niners late, uh, really shows that this team uh, kind of had it from the start. Yes, this is a dynasty. And and last week, um, I, I said that if Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs were able to get this done on Sunday. Uh, this would be his greatest achievement of his career. Uh, because take back where this team was, and you alluded to the Raiders game. Me and Dawson talked about that Raiders game uh, on Friday as well. But this team this season was uncharacteristically um, inconsistent offensively. Um, a league-worst 44 drops by receivers. A 6.2% drop rate compared to the league average of 3.2%. Mm. Um, the Chiefs were 9-6 and six on Christmas Day. I mean, this team, to a lot of people, I mean, even making a run in the playoffs was a far stretch. The Raiders won that game. They didn't attempt to pass after the first quarter, and they still dominated for the most part of that game. So the fact that this team was able to even get here I thought was really impressive. But as you talked about, the dynasties have the great quarterbacks, the great coaches, the great coordinators, and when all those combine, you get what you had yesterday and during this playoff run. It's a dynasty, yes, um, because even in its lowest point so far in, in Mahomes' decorated career, his lowest season so far, they're still able to get it done. As you mentioned, you know, the Patriots weren't always just rolling through everyone. They had their struggles as well, but they were always able to triumph those when it mattered the most, and the Chiefs were able to do that in this one as well. Um, so they are a dynasty, and it's it's pretty cool that you get to now see a new one. You know, uh, Brady and that run was so dominant and, and so polarizing, and now you have Mahomes, who's some for some reason an underdog in another playoff game, getting it done in the biggest moments. Um, as a guy that bet on the 49ers, um, I knew I was in trouble every time they got the ball and, the, and you weren't up two possessions. And, uh, you know, we'll, we'll dive more into how you know, the 49ers kind of turned this thing around. Um, but I thought it was another – it wasn't a perfect performance for Mahomes, especially in that first half. But it was very similar to that time they played in, what, 2021, where, you know, the 49ers kind of controlled for a majority mm -hmm. of that first half. And then the second half, the Chiefs come back. Mahomes makes the plays. It was, it was the same uh, in this situation. Um, on the other side, it's devastating for any team to lose in the Super Bowl, and it was for the 49ers, particularly uh, Coach Kyle Shanahan, who adds another chapter of Super Bowl heartache to what's otherwise been a stellar career for him as a coach. Uh, on Sunday, the 49ers controlled the first half by owning the trenches, particularly when the Chiefs had the ball. One of the things I thought the Chiefs had the advantage with was the defensive line, uh, Chase Young had probably his best quarter yeah. of his career in the NFL. Um, did a great job with pressure. Or pressure. Uh, um, Bosa did a great job, especially containing uh, Mahomes in the box. Uh, Tony Romo drew it on the screen a couple times. Um, but it, I, I thought they did a great job containing him. Um, they, they sacked him twice in that first half. 
regular uh, regularly got hurries on them, but things quickly slipped away for the 49ers. Uh, when did the momentum shift from San Francisco to Kansas City in this one? I think it was the muff punt um, in the third quarter. Mm-hmm. That, to me, felt like a, a big swing because the Chiefs, I believe, had three points at the time of that. Mm-hmm. And the the second half, they really hadn't got it going yet offensively. They had a, a three and out when they were pinned back at their own two, I believe. Mm-hmm. Um, and the, the Niners forced another stop there. You're like, okay, Niners get the ball back. You know, the Chiefs got to do something eventually, and that was kind of the kickstart for that offense. They're they're too good, and and Mahomes is too good to give them a short field like that in a one possession game. You're just asking to get beat. And I I remember saying at halftime um, to the people I was with, I I said the Chiefs can force this game to get to overtime um, if they play really well in the second half. But I truly believe they're gonna have to force a turnover to do it. Yep. And and it just felt like you know there was gonna be too few possessions. The Niners were you thought would control the clock a little bit, and that muff punt to me swung the game on its head and, and gave the Chiefs a short field. They, they capitalized on it, and then it felt like from there it was you know an even game, and, and you felt like in an even game, a one-score tie game, Patrick yeah. Mahomes is going to yeah. find yeah. a way to win it. Mm-hmm. And, and the Niners just too often got decent field position and didn't capitalize with it. When they had those chances after the interception, after they, they forced the three and out, when they pinned them at their own one-yard line, get the ball back at like their 40 those were the chances I felt like they go down and score and make it a two-possession game. They probably find a way to win. I felt like it would be too much for Kansas City to overcome mm. that late in the game. They couldn't do it, and the muff punt certainly accelerated that comeback. Yeah, I think there might have been two in my eyes because uh, first one, like you said, muff punt obviously in that third quarter didn't help at all because, I mean, next play Kansas City throws like a 15-yard touchdown pass and they take the lead 13-10. to uh, The second one that I thought – uh, was that blocked field goal, the extra point after uh, San Fran went back down the field pretty much, marched all the way down, uh, looked really confident in that offense, uh, and then just get smoked right there, get a, get one blocked. Uh, you go for a tie game in the fourth quarter, it's like, man, you're really leaving this up to only Mahomes to go win this thing because at that point uh, both teams are kind of, I wouldn't say scrambling, but they're you know they're getting a little bit tighter because it's, it's late and this is the biggest game of your life. Uh, you got to put it in the hands of your best playmakers, and Mahomes is the playmaker of playmakers in that game. And uh, I, th- I think that one really swung it back in favor of the Chiefs late because uh, I thought after that I felt like uh, before that I felt the 49ers had swung it back in their favor, just almost full-fledged. But lo and behold, you get a hand up, changes the entire game. I thought the changing moment was before the, the muff punt, and I think that's what did it. Um, but you come out in the second half, you get a stop. Chiefs get the ball to start the second half, you get a stop. They punt, 49ers go pass, pass, pass. Stops the clock, also kills you know any opportunity to go make a play. Um, so that hurts. Um, and then you get another stop. You get the ball back and throw the ball three more times. Three and out, three and out. And then you get another stop and they punt it. You muff it, and then that's where it, it was broken open, in my opinion. Um, Kyle Shanahan, I, I tweeted it out. I go, what the hell is Kyle Shanahan doing? Um, you've been dominant in the run game all night. You've got the best running back in the NFL on your team. Run the ball and and force the Chiefs to play on their feet. Um, I, I thought they they put Brock Purdy in a tough situation there and to start that second half. Go what you Go what's been working all night, and that's been – a mix of McCaffrey and Purdy and a couple of 
um, kind of gimmick plays like that Jawan Jennings throwback mm-hmm. pass. I thought he played a really good first half. They should have been up by more, um, but they played a they played a really good first half. They got a turnover. They were able to get pressure. They were able to go in with a lead, and I thought they killed all of that on those first two drives. You muff the punt. They go down and score. Uh, the next play after now you're what tied up at, at 10-10. Um, it, it it just from that point on it was kind of playing catch up. And I thought Brock Purdy did well. We'll dive more into him here in a second. Um, but he's severely outmatched when it becomes a one-on-one battle with a margin of error so slim. Um, you know, even the 49ers not getting um, that first down with two minutes left in the game. Um, they do. They go two pass plays once again, stops the clock, um, and, and I, I thought you should have run the ball there as well because you're in a second and five. Um, after a McCaffrey five-yard run, you do the George Kittle. You throw it to George Kittle for like a, a half yard, and then you incomplete, uh, get an incomplete pass on that third down. You're forced to to kick it. I think if you're able to get a first down there, obviously the game's most likely over. Chiefs don't have enough time. So I, I thought there was just a couple instances throughout the game where situational football was uh, misused by the 49ers. And that's one of the things I talked about on Friday. You know, you got to this game because the Lions had poor situational football. Um, and I think in a couple moments in this one, the 49ers did too. And I think looking back on it, it'll hurt them. And they'll look back and say, we could have done this better, could have done this. Um, but I think in the moment, you have to know, use Christian McCaffrey more, especially when the, four, the, the, the Chiefs were trying to get back in this game. Mm-hmm. You had him on the ropes, and I think you let him off. Uh, Brock Purdy went 23 of 38, passing for... 255 yards and threw a touchdown pass to, to Jawan Jennings. Uh, Jawan Jennings we'll dive more into here in a little bit. He also had a touchdown pass as well. Um, Purdy opened the first five games of this season without throwing an interception. Did not turn the ball over in the Super Bowl either. Um, did Brock Purdy do enough, Max? Yes, I thought he played to what they need from him to win. You know, he that they don't need him to throw for what Mahomes did to yeah. win games. Mm-hmm. I mean, and. And a lot of it, like you said, William, is the lack of, you know, leaning on Christian McCaffrey in, in big moments, I felt like, throughout the second half. And Brock Purdy played well enough to win. Is Brock Purdy Josh Allen or, you know, some of these other Joe Burrow, some of these guys who can maybe go toe-to-toe with, with Patrick Mahomes if they need to? No, but that's not who the Niners' identity was, and they weren't going to win trying to turn him into that. Mm-hmm. So I thought he played perfectly well. Uh, I thought he kind of played how he has all season, um, which I think he, he still gets a little too much – Flack in my eyes. Um, mm-hmm. I thought he played well enough to win that game. Made you know most of the throws. Didn't miss many. Um, didn't turn the ball over like you said. I thought his pocket awareness was really good. Extended plays. Something we've seen from him down the stretch. I think added another element to his game. Um, so yeah, Brock Purdy to me. You know, B plus performance, A minus maybe, and that's been good enough to win for the Niners. And it should have been last night if things have been yeah. handled correctly. Yeah, I, I, I think it, it kind of goes back to Shanahan once again, just kind of mixing up the play calls, uh, not not t- not doing what he needs to in certain dynamics uh, of that game to really change the game back in the 49ers' favor. Uh, again, I, I do think Purdy played well enough to win that ball game. Uh, his O-line kind of took a lapse there late too. Uh, he, he got pressured quite a bit late and forced him out of the pocket, but uh, he was still able to extend plays like you said, Max, uh, and, and put his team in, his, in a a better position to win uh but but overall it's just it goes back to that Kansas City defense being uh 
just stifling towards the end of that ball game. Yeah, one, one thing I wanted to note, uh, the Chiefs blitzed on 51% of dropbacks, mm-hmm. their fourth highest rate under Spagnolo this season. Um, or actually in any game under Spagnolo, They they really tried to put Purdy in an uncomfortable situation, which I assume they would. They did it with, with uh, Lamar Jackson. Mm-hmm. It paid off well. Now Lamar is a little bit better of getting out of the pocket and making plays, but I think the Chiefs were going to try and come out and try and rattle Purdy a little bit, a second-year guy playing in a Super Bowl. Never had to play in a big of a game like that at Iowa State. Um, but he did a really good job. Uh, completed 12 of his 19 attempts against the Blitz for 131 yards and a touchdown. Only got sacked once. That's Those are good numbers. And I thought he played well throughout the game. Um, there were a couple times later on in the game where he was extending plays with his legs, rolling out, zipping it. I loved it. Uh, and that's something that he was not doing this season. And I think that's why he got a lot of, a lot of you know, um, a lot of judgment and a lot of criticism, I should say. Um, because I don't think he was making those off-script plays. And, and one of my big things about quarterback play in the NFL is the good quarterbacks can play on script. The great ones can go off script. Mahomes can go off script. Um, Josh Allen can go off script. Lamar Jackson can go off script. Um, but your good quarterbacks are not really able to. And I think Purdy's been good for a majority of this season. Um, but I think over the over the course of the playoffs, I thought he was great against the Lions. I thought he was great down the stretch of last night as well. Um, I just think the 49ers were victim of some poor play calling um, in situational spots. Not that Shanahan called a bad game. I just thought uh, when you go back and look at – look, the, the, the margin of error in a Super Bowl is so thin. Mm. Like you, everything's almost got to be perfect. And when you dissect the game, there are about three or four or five plays that you go back and say, man, I wish they had that one back. Or, man, they probably should have done something else here. Um, and I think that's just how how small the margin of error you have against a team like the Chiefs. Um, so I thought I thought Purdy did enough. I thought he played well. I was really surprised with his performance. I really was. I thought he'd come out, throw an interception. This thing could be um, – you know, could get out of hand. And it didn't. He, he did well. Um, so – I think he's the guy in San Francisco from from this point on. I know there's a little bit of doubt um, still, even heading into this game, um, is, is Purdy the guy next year? Because you know some people, um, and including myself, midway through the year, I thought you know Sam Darnold could be a, a better option for them. Um, but I, I think he's proven himself, and I think if he continues to get better off script, I think he'll be a a, a better version of himself going forward for the 49ers. Um, the championship win for the, the Chiefs elevates Mahomes, who also has a remarkable 15-3 and playoff record in his six-year career. Crazy stuff. That's nuts. Um, but this elevates Mahomes into elite company. He's now one of five quarterbacks in league history to win at least three Super Bowls, joining Tom Brady with seven, Joe Montana with four, Terry Bradshaw with four, yes, Troy sir. Aikman with three. Um, Aikman and Mahomes were both 28, are the only two – uh, to win three before their 30th birthdays. Uh, across the last two postseasons, Mahomes has gone 7-0, and throwing 13 touchdowns and just one interception. Where does Mahomes rank all time, Max? To me, he's third right now. Mm-hmm. Um, Tom Brady is, I mean, think about two of those three losses in the playoffs come at the hands of Tom Brady when he was yeah, in yeah. His, the twilight of his career, which tells you how good Tom Brady truly was. Um, their one Super Bowl meeting, they kind of dominated the Chiefs Tom Brady thoroughly outplayed him. Tom Brady, to me, you know, Mahomes could be one day, but it's, he's got a lot 
a long ways to go to surpassing Tom Brady. Um, Joe Montana, I still give the edge to now. You know, it's different eras, so you know people always make the comparison of the skill level and stuff. But I think what he accomplished is still a little better so far than what Mahomes has. I think Mahomes will pass him in time, but as it stands right now, I still would have Joe Montana just a tick above him. Um, but he, he, you know, we're already talking. He's one of the three best quarterbacks to ever play in the NFL. We're lucky enough to get to watch him really from. You know, you know, we kind of missed at our age the beginning of Tom Brady, those early mm-hmm. Super Bowls. Yeah. We're seeing that with Mahomes now, which is very fun to watch. Um, he answers every task, like we said at the opening of this hour. They're, they're, what makes quarterbacks like him and Tom Brady so great, they're, they elevate teams and role players around them, skill yeah. position, that yeah. don't have, you know, don't belong winning a Super Bowl. Outside of Travis Kelsey, you know, she Rice might be something down the road. Mm-hmm. But that guy is not a wide receiver one no. on probably 28 of the 30, 30 NFL teams. Yeah. And he just elevates talent, just like Brady would turn a guy like Edelman and Chris Hogan, these guys who are afterthoughts as yeah. NFL wide receivers, mm-hmm. into playmakers. So Patrick Mahomes is a special, special talent. I do think in it was the same, same way with Tom Brady, and it's no knock on them, but part of it is situation. He got drafted into a great situation yeah. with Andy Reid. I don't know if he would have had quite the success yet if he had been drafted to a team like Houston or Tennessee or something. Um, but Patrick Mahomes, one of the best to ever do it already. Yeah, I, I've also got him at third. I've got him behind Tom Brady. I've still got Peyton Manning up there, a little homer pick there. But, I mean, uh, you know, five MVPs in a slouch, uh, two Super Bowls as well. But uh, I, I think right now it feels like Mahomes is way ahead of schedule uh, compared to everybody else just around uh, his draft area, I guess you'd say, plus minus two, three years. I, I think he's – way ahead of them just anybody in that category um I, I think like you said max he elevates the player everybody around him uh i mean example across sports here lebron james has done the same thing uh did it in cleveland didn't have to do it with the heat but uh again going back to his early days in cleveland i mean he, he took those nobodies to like 60 plus win seasons uh took him to the finals uh, several times as well. So I, I think in that way you can compare the two. Uh, but I, I think there's still some things that uh, he hasn't done yet, just numbers-wise. I, th- I think talent-wise he might be the greatest that I've ever seen. Uh, but I, I still think there's just some accolade-type deals uh, that he hasn't reached yet that will cement him eventually as the greatest. Okay, so I'm going to answer with two parts here. My first part is in terms of – all-time, like, accolades and everything involved, I think he moves to two. I put him above Montana in this situation because I think this championship win is more impressive than Montana's four. And, look, I he was great during his time. I, I'm, I'm not debating that. I know he has one more ring and one more win than Mahomes. But I think this team has been through so much and has battled so many issues. Um, I mean, offensively, they were horrible at times this season. Um, they have uh, the most popular talk about this team is about um, their tight end's girlfriend. Um, yeah. It's just a mess. They've been through all kind of crap this year that I think in Montana's day and age is, is different. I'm not trying to diminish what Montana did because he played in a different time. I just think everything that the Chiefs went through this year, I value that a, a little bit more than Montana. So I've got him at two. Ben uh, at one, right? Say what? Ben at one, right? Yes, uh, yep. Brady. Uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> well, yes. Oh, yeah. Uh, well, uh, uh, and Brady at one, or, or Big Ben, if you want to put him there too. Um, but Brady at one. But I think in terms of talent, I think Mahomes is the most talented quarterback we've ever seen. I think he does more than Brady does. 
Um, and Brady was great. And I know you mentioned how he beat him early on in his career. But I think, let's be fair, I mean, he was a – I mean, I know he had a year to sit out behind Alex Smith, but he's still young in his career. Um, so he's still getting things going. As to Brady, um, he was always – he was not a scrambler or anything like that. So he was able to stay in the league for a long time because of his arm talent. He also um, won a Super Bowl his first year starting now. I, I understand. I understand. But I'm, I'm, I'm just – I'm looking at the perspective of, you know, he's still it was still really young in his career compared to a guy that's played for 20 plus seasons. It's 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 a little bit different. I I, I feel like at least. Uh, but Brady's still better than him, but I, I think that Mahomes does more um especially with his legs and his avail- ability to extend plays a little bit better than Brady did. And that's just because Mahomes is a little bit more athletic. Brady threw a really good ball. He also, I mean, won a lot of games. So I'm not discrediting that. I just think when you turn, put the two together talent-wise, I think Mahomes is better. But all-time, Brady is better. So there's my 1A and 1B. All right, when we come back, we'll talk about our San Fran fiasco. Overtime, uh, they did not seem to be on all um, cylinders heading into the overtime with the new overtime rules. We'll talk about that coming up on Overtime. We make it easy to save money. Get access to thousands of discounts on shopping, dining, and travel with the CNB Plus Perks account. It's a powerful new way to save money with roadside assistance, cell phone protection, identity theft protection, and credit monitoring. Banking at CNB has its perks. Call or stop by a branch for more details. Citizens National Bank. Banking never felt so good. Member FDIC. Ever been the coach who realized the team's gear just wasn't up to par? Well, if I'm being honest, that was me. Just a downright irresponsible and plain bad coach. Then SM Athletics changed the game. I want you to picture this. I walk into their store, a coach with a vision. SM Athletics didn't just see a coach. They saw a team's potential. And they delivered custom uniforms so striking. Our team's spirit soared. From cutting edge apparel to top-notch equipment, SM Athletics transformed our presence. No more unreliable online orders or envying the other team's style. SM Athletics stands for quality, design, and on-time delivery every time. Coaches, elevate your team with SM Athletics. Call 865. 966-3434 or visit smathletics.com. Get the best for your team. Delivered right and on time. So, elevate your team's game by contacting SM Athletics today. A brand built in Tennessee and born from the love of the game. Inward Half revolutionizes golfing comfort. Crafted by a former pro and dedicated enthusiast just like you, our luxury performance wear guarantees you stay cool and comfortable through every swing and every day. We're not just a brand. We've set out to create a lifestyle for those who understand that impeccable style and premium performance are a hole-in-one. Enjoy the walk-in with Inward Half. I was afraid to cut the cord, but once I did, I couldn't believe it took so long to do it. Paying too much for my cable bill had become a bad habit. I either wasn't getting what I wanted or never knew where to find any of my favorite shows until it was too late. Plus, the prices just kept going up. Thankfully, I discovered a new way to watch called Philo. For just $25 a month, I can catch all my favorite shows on networks like BET, MTV, and TLC. It even has Nickelodeon for my kids. I can watch anytime I want, anywhere I want. Plus, Philo lets me have up to three streams at once, so everyone can watch what they want at the same time. 
Throw in the unlimited DVR that saves all my favorites for up to a year, and this really is the best deal in TV. I just wish I hadn't waited so long. Sound too good to be true? Well, try it out for yourself, and you'll see why people who love TV love Philo. Go to philo.tv, that's P-H-I-L-O dot TV, and start your seven-day free trial now. Back here on Overtime, Monday night from Knoxville, Tennessee, White Claw Hard Seltzer Studios. Thank you so much for joining us. 865-546-8200, your number if you want to hop in. Um, continuing our talk about the Super Bowl from last night. Great game. I think it's the seventh longest NFL game in history um, and happens to be in the Super Bowl, the second um, overtime game in the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. Kyle Shanahan played in the first one. Yep. Um, the, the Falcons. Um, yeah, Pets. Falcons-Patriots game that – the Falcons and that always was it was kind of crazy to me when we when the first one happened that the Super Bowl went like fifty three years without an overtime game because yeah. you usually think they're two of the you know three best yeah, like, teams this is gonna usually be really in the NFL it's going to be and that it's always kind of astounding to me that it's only been two now and that game that that twenty was it 2015, 2016? 2017, I think it ended up being maybe sixteen sixteen yeah 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 because yeah, yeah. Matt Ryan was, won it that year seventeen was. When the Patriots, that was Eagles. Yes, Eagles. Pats. Yeah, yeah, that, that, yeah. yeah. Um, but the thing about that game, it also took a twenty-eight to three comeback to take it to overtime. Too very well could have been a blowout. Um, anyway, um, so talking about overtime, uh, there was a feeling of collective confusion among those inside Allegiant Stadium on Sunday as the team captains of the Chiefs and 49ers made their way toward midfield for the overtime coin toss. It was the second Super Bowl to go into overtime, as we just mentioned, mentioned uh, but it was the first with the revised postseason overtime rules that ensured both teams would get the ball. We were talking about you know, Josh Allen and Patrick Mahomes during the break. The reason why those rules were put in place was because of that Chiefs-Bills game where the Chiefs were able to mm. make it to, what was it, the Super Bowl or the AFC Championship? Uh, I think that, that was for the Super Bowl, wasn't it? Maybe they played back to back. Yeah, one yeah. Year. championship I mean, yeah. one year. I think that was to go to the championship because COVID year was the one where the Bills lost in the AFC Championship game. Yeah, they had the, they had the confetti. Right, right. And, yeah, okay. Um, so anyway, uh, they're trying to make it more fair so both teams get a shot. Um, the 49ers won the overtime coin toss, and Coach Kyle Shanahan elected to receive the ball first. Um, quote: We went through all of the analytics. Shannon said after the game. Quote, we wanted the ball third. If both teams matched and scored, we wanted to be the ones who had a chance to go and win. Uh, Shanahan prioritized setting the 49ers up with the ball on a potential all-important third possession of overtime if the game remained tied after each team's opening drive, but it never got that far. Should the 49ers have elected to kick to begin overtime, Max? You know, I think there's arguments to be made for both sides, and I see both sides. You know, we were talking about before the show – I do think something that analytics doesn't take into account is his defense had just, you know, yes. been on the field in a two-minute drill where they couldn't get a breather. Mm-hmm. You asking that if you're asking them to go right back out there and you know try to get a stop, that would have been probably you know not advantageous for his defense. So I understand that aspect as well. 
I do think you do have a benefit if you start first, if all things are equal, because then you know, or if you get the ball second, excuse me, you know if you need to go for it on fourth down or not. Um, you can changes your play calling as well. I mean, the Chiefs were in four down territory that mm-hmm. whole drive, knowing all right, third and six isn't what third and six usually means. We can maybe run the ball here, throw something underneath. Um, so that certainly probably benefits get the ball second. But I also I hadn't thought about that the third possession. Now you. If I'm a coach, I'm probably not trying to look that far ahead. If I trust my team, we've gone to the Super Bowl. We should be good enough to say, okay, we're going to get a touch. You know, why are we playing the game of it's just going to go back and forth, back and forth? Let's just go get a touchdown and get a stop or vice versa and, and not worry about a third possession. But that is an advantage, I guess, in theory, is because mm-hmm. then it's just net score wins. Um, one thing I did want to mention about the overtime rules. Am a fan that they're in there for the playoffs. Wouldn't make sense in the regular season, obviously. No need to make a game go that long. <laughs> I was unaware that the clock didn't matter. I I thought at well. first once the announcers laid it out for us, but with like three minutes ago and the Chiefs are just taking forty seconds off. I was like, you know, what's going on here? Are they yeah. are they really that <laughs> stupid, or am yeah. I that stupid? Yeah. Um, but also, you know, I I it's more of a Twitter push, but. A lot of people say they want the NFL to have the college football overtime rules. I think that game would have been ruined by that. I Mm -hmm. I love college football overtime, but a Super Bowl, like something like that, should never come down to both teams getting the ball at 25. Those defenses were terrific. I'm glad that that hopefully quells those... Uh, suggestions from people. Also, can you imagine if they had a two-point conversion off? Yeah. Oh, yeah. After the second OT, you're just like, man, run right, run left. (laughs) Uh, But, you know, like you said, both arguments here do have really compelling uh, components, but uh, I think one thing analytics don't put together is that Patrick Mahomes is on the other sideline waiting and raring to go. Uh, But personally, I would have probably kicked it just because, you know, uh, that that forces Kansas City to make the play there. uh, And you you can plan out your offense just based off of that. You don't have to go out there and make a statement. Uh, You can fight back. Uh, If they do go down there and score a touchdown, you you can have a plan of attack. You have uh, emergency plays lined up, whatever you need to do. Uh, But, you know, being aggressive like that is is still good because, I mean, uh, like you said, the third possession is is a, uh, a big deal especially when it comes down to sudden death territory. Uh, but again, uh, pressure-wise, I probably would have kicked it just to you know force Kansas City to make a move and not completely uh, put yourself in the spotlight there. I see both sides as well. Max, you want to add something? I just wanted to get your thoughts on this one before you answer. Mm. Kansas City had a fourth and one on their, their drive in overtime. Mm-hmm. Fourth and inches, uh-huh. really. If that if they had gotten the ball first, it was at like their own thirty three, let's say somewhere you know, earlier than the forty, inside the forty rather. I I wonder if they would have gone for that in that situation. Mm-hmm. That's something that you know you mentioned. If they kicked the ball away, that puts the Chiefs in a bind of if they don't, they have a decision to either go for this, not get it, and probably lose the game, or punt mm-hmm. it away, and then all you need is a field goal. So that's. That's something I do well, I do think about. Yeah, so, so you're talking about the 49ers' first possession? The Chiefs' uh, the Chiefs, first, okay. Chiefs the, one in overtime whenever they got to fourth and one on their side of the uh-huh. field. Yeah, it was okay. like at their own 35. They yeah. picked it up. Uh, Mahomes, yeah, had, Mahomes yeah. Had, yeah, had, had a little RPO. option. Yeah, yeah. Um, but that, I do wonder if they would have gone for that if, if that had been the first drive of overtime. Sure. Well, well, the 49ers also would have had a similar situation if they didn't have that holding call on McDuffie, I think. Um because it was third and ten, and they they didn't. Well, get... I think you're punting fourth and ten. Yeah, yeah. Well, well fourth and ten, yes. But then at the same time, knowing they already have, you know, all they have to do is get in field goal range, and Butker's field goal range is basically getting yeah. to the forty five yeah. yard line. You're right. 
Um, I don't know. It, but but going back to, you know, the, you know, should they have kicked it overtime? I was like, okay, you're coming off a, a, a long two-minute drive. Guys are winded. Um, your, your offense is fresh. They just put up points in the last drive. I understand wanting to get the ball. However, I would like to know what I need to do to win the game. Um, and, and that's why I would have thought, okay, kick it. If they score, you know that you got to go get seven. Mm. If they go for three, you know you can you know be in the same situation that the Chiefs were. If you get a stop, then you, you, I mean you all got to go down there and do a score, um, whether it be a touchdown or a field goal. I would have I would have kicked it. Um, I, mm-hmm. You know the the county argument is that you know Shanahan put his defense on the field uh, first. The 49ers would have known whether they needed a field goal or a touchdown to tie it. I, in theory. I think it's the better position for them to formulate an offensive drive um, because you know what you need to do. Mm-hmm. And I think it puts the pressure on the Chiefs. All right, if we don't score here, they can get the ball back and, and we're in trouble. Um, so I, I would have, you know, next question, if, if you were Shannon, what would you do? I would have kicked it. I would have relied on the defense that had done well all night, especially mm-hmm. getting pressure on Mahomes. Um, containing him, it's hard right. to it's hard to contain him. But I thought he did a really good job doing that, um, especially keeping him within the box. Mm-hmm. Um, I get they were tired, but I mean you've got you know five you know five ish minutes in between um, overtime or in the end of regulation and overtime to get some juices flowing. I I would have kicked it. Mm-hmm. I think it'd be the safe call, uh, Max. What do you say? Yeah, I just think you know the more we talk about it, realizing. Just the situational advantages you have of having the ball second. The, the play I mentioned, fourth and one. Mm-hmm. The Chiefs had no no doubt about it. They have to go for that play to keep their season alive, keep the game going. You know, if that's their first drive, then you put them in a quandary of if they punt it, if they you get that stop, it's fourth and inches, they're throwing 30, they don't want to risk it. Yeah. All you got to do is get a field goal now. Yeah. And then offensively, if they do score, if the Chiefs do score a touchdown, you know, and from just a play-calling perspective, an offensive perspective, knowing you have four-down territory just helps you so much. I mean, it's an extra play first off. And secondly, like I said, a third and five is not, all right, we have to throw the ball. You know, we got to get six yards here. It's, no, we can run McCaffrey on a draw or something outside and set up for a fourth and one, kind of like what the Chiefs were doing that whole drive. So I, I do think the better play is get the ball second. And one thing I want to hit real quick is, I don't know if you guys saw this after the game, they interviewed Chris Jones Kyle Juszczyk about the overtime stuff. Mm-hmm. Yes. Chris Jones yeah. said they had been preparing for two weeks about the new overtime rules. Mm-hmm. They they were prepared to go for two if the Niners had scored on that first drive and they, they answered with a score. They didn't want to leave it up to Sun Death, which kind of tells you the whole Shanahan right. third possession argument. Throw that out the window. Yeah. But Juszczyk said he had no idea when he yeah. went out for the coin toss that there were new rules. He thought it was you know the standard regular yeah. season. And, right. and that, to me, you know says a little bit about why the decision might have been what it was. I don't know if Shannon was as prepared for it as maybe he tried to give his answer was. Yeah, uh, yeah, like you said, William, definitely kicking it there because, I mean, if, if you keep that ball like they did last night, that puts the weight of the world on your own shoulders. You put that in your own hands. Uh, you put that into into the hands of Brock Purdy, who's never been in a Super Bowl, who had been playing pretty well. Uh, but at that point, I mean, you're just hammering it to McCaffrey all night, uh, and you can't just keep doing that uh, and expect to pull out a big win there. So, I mean, I – Personally, I'm throwing it all on Kansas City. Uh, make them just show all their cards there uh, and make them go make a play. Make them go beat you uh, rather than, you know, giving them an extra shot to go beat you. 
Yeah, that, that use check thing, man. Uh, I, I saw yeah. that, and I was like, that just – it's not saying you're underprepared, but th- that's that's hard considering what the other side said. You got two mm-hmm. weeks. You got to go over every variable. Yeah, right. Exactly. You got six months to worry about other things after Sunday. That's yeah. one thing, you know, we were talking about before the game, McCaffrey's usage, and, and you were mentioning it, how you thought it was a, mm-hmm. a detriment by Shanahan. You know, there are people be out there, well, 30 carries, you know, be winded. He, you know, this is the last game of the year. I don't yeah. think he's not gonna. Right. I don't think he's gonna say no to that. And secondly, why, why leave any bullets in the chamber? Yeah, you know, what are you, are you gonna take him with you to next season? What are you resting up yeah. for? Uh, resting up yeah. for Cancun? Yeah, yeah. You, you want Pro Bowl yeah. next week? Yeah. Eight six five five four six Your number if you want to hop in. We've got Rusty on the line. What's up, Rusty? Rusty. Hey guys. Uh, yeah. What's up? Yeah. So. I love the topic. I, me and buddies have talked about it all day. There, there's a bunch of things to, to break down with it. Kicking's the right answer for sure because as somebody already said, if you had Kansas, if you if, if you if you kicked it first and Kansas City was the team with the ball first, and you're San Fran, once you got them in that fourth and one, you know they're punting it right there back to you, mm-hmm. and then you're getting the ball with the game tied, and a, it's it's basically sudden death right then, and you're the one with the ball. Yeah. They're not going to go for it on their own 30 on fourth and one right there and just risk giving you the ball in field goal range already. They're going to at least trust their defense, who's been really good all ball game, so they're going to punt it. Yeah. The other thing is, if you do decide to receive and you get down inside the red zone and it's third and four and you don't get it, you don't kick for three points right there either. Yeah, you, that, go for yeah. it on, you go for it on fourth and you get seven. You try to get seven points, and if you don't, oh well. We're still tied, and they got to get in field goal range, and they're not going to go for it on all four downs on their side of the field either. We still have the chance of stopping them on three downs and making them pump back to us that way. So if you're going to go, you got to get seven. And it's a longer field than a touchback. Yeah, you'll be yeah. like 85 yards out. Yeah. Right. Well, they, right. The, the 49ers went for it on fourth down. What was it? In, I, I guess middle of the fourth quarter there. Um, where they where they found yeah Jack. and got it yeah mm-hmm. and they and they converted because yeah or, or kittle because um, I think they knew they had to convert there mm-hmm. um, and I, I think I don't overtime's a tough situation though I I think they were just flat out unprepared for that moment yeah um, so they were struggling to figure out what they wanted to do obviously taking the points gives you a buffer at least you know if they're able to get in Harrison Butker's field goal range you're still in the game. But I would have liked a, a better play on third and four. They blew the Chiefs blew it up right away. Um, nowhere to go for Purdy. Mm. Um, I would have you know ran it right there. And also keep in mind, um, McCaffrey. They get that long run down the, the left sideline to the thirty yard line. McCaffrey's winning. They set him out for two plays. Then you find your, find yourself in a third and long situation. Um, I would have called a timeout right after McCaffrey had that long run. Get him yeah. back. Uh, you know, and keep uh, him in the game. Yeah, keep him. Keep him fresh and put him back in the game. He was the biggest playmaker for the for the 49ers in that game. You had to have him on the field in the biggest moments. Instead, you had Elijah Mitchell. No stray to him, but he's not McCaffrey. And I think um, just, again, situational football, I think, in a couple moments in this game is what lost the 49ers game. Yeah, I, I agree. Um, and when Kansas City blitzed, Purdy kind of – threw it away a few times, didn't sit there. And Mahomes stood tall every time they blitzed him and just found the quick, open hot every time. And 
it was the little things like that. Pur- Purdy probably in a couple years will uh, he'll have seen everything that Mahomes has seen, and he'll be able to handle all that. But you're right on that third and fourth. It wasn't a great play call. They blitzed him early, but if there, if there would have been a bubble or a quick throw to the running back, something quick get out of his hand, yeah. he probably mm-hmm. runs for the first down, something like that. But all that time, but as far as the overtime, you got to kick it or, or be willing to go for seven. Can I can I give a quick take on the quarterback? Sure. Situations that all that you guys are talking about. Sure. I. I guess I'm one of the guys that, that is a less believer in that rings define your greatness. Sure. Yeah. Um, I, I think Marino is top five. Okay. I would have him ahead of Bradshaw or Aikman or a ton of other guys who've got rings. Um, so I don't necessarily say it's, it's how many rings. I, don't, I have Michael Jordan ahead of Bill Russell still. Call me crazy. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Um, so – Right now, Patrick Mahomes plays quarterback better than anybody I've ever seen, and I watched Stallback and Bradshaw go at each other for a while, so I've been watching for a, a hot minute. Mahomes plays the position better than anybody. Sophisticated passing with the ability to crush you with his legs yeah. if he ever has to. Yeah, um, he, he, He's got every great tool yeah. in the cupboard. He's got Manning and Brady's pocket awareness, the release of, of Marino, um, the arm of Aaron Rodgers, and a friend Tarkenton. He is all those dudes in one. Yeah. He, he does. And, and if he retires today, I still think he's the best to ever play the game. Make, to, to maybe surpass, I guess, Brady with the seven rings or whatever, where three of them were defensive his first couple years while they were up easing him in to becoming a great quarterback. Maybe he has to get a couple more. But I don't think he has to get to seven to surpass mm-hmm. on the GOAT list is what I'm saying. Yeah, I, I think it's a great argument. And I, I think Mahomes, he's gotten progressively better um, each season. I think especially he does a great job of breaking down defenses before they even can notice it. Like a couple times last night, um, Mahomes would already know how soft they were playing uh, and that's another thing the 49ers did really bad. They played soft coverage way too many times. That two-minute drill, yes, especially. Yes, yes, yeah. giving them freebies. Um, and, and just Mahomes knew it right away. Quick five-yard pass. Kept them in that game because those little five-yard, six-yard gains um, extended that drive, and they were able to convert as well. Uh, Rusty, thank you so much for the call. Uh, great conversation. we got to hit a quick break. When we come back, we'll talk about two VFLs shining in the Super Bowl. Rogers Utility Solutions, a division of Rogers Hydrant Service, is a family-run Tennessee-based business since 2015. Now serving municipalities and residences in 14 states, Rogers offers fire hydrant flow testing, distribution flushing, and maintenance programs in accordance with ISO standards. Rogers also offers hydrant repair and installation, and they have the capability of repairing hydrants under pressure. For more information on Rogers' new sewer maintenance program, complete with mapping, cleaning, and camera inspecting, visit rogershydrantservice.com. You can live out your MasterChef dreams when you find a professional on Angie to tackle your dream kitchen remodel. Connect with skilled professionals to get all your home projects done well. Inside to outside, repairs to renovations. Get started on the Angie app or visit Angie.com today. You can do this when you Angie that. 
the superbly versatile all-electric EQB from Mercedes-Benz, a compact SUV that's full of big surprises. An optional fold-out third row offers luxurious comfort for up to seven occupants. And almost 24 cubic feet of cargo space means this compact SUV is big enough to handle anything you can throw at it or in it. You can set the tone any way you like with 64 color customizable ambient lighting throughout. And just like every other Mercedes-Benz EV, the EQB features the very latest generation MBUX voice activated tech. So whether you want to set a new destination, change the tunes or tune up the heat, all you have to say is, hey Mercedes, this vehicle's all electric, the feeling's all Mercedes. Test drive the EQB today at your local dealer or learn more at MBUSA.com slash EQB. That's MBUSA.com slash EQB. eBay Motors here for the ride. Elbow grease and a whole lot of love transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive entirely its own. LED headlights, spoilers, whatever you need. eBay Motors has it all at affordable prices. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride every time. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to bring home the win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Is your home's exterior in need of a makeover? If so, it's time to call North Knox Siding and Windows. Transform your home's curb appeal with premium siding options. From classic to modern styles, they've got something to suit every taste. Upgrade to energy-efficient windows that'll keep your home comfortable all year round while saving you money on your energy bills. North Knox Siding and Windows. Get ready to fall in love with your home all over again. Online at NorthKnoxSidingAndWindows.com. Back here on Overtime, wrapping up a super Monday and a, a meltdown Monday for the Vols in basketball. But some positive news for some former Tennessee volunteers. as the For the second consecutive year, Tennessee football VFL Trey Smith is a Super Bowl champion. Smith's Kansas City Chiefs obviously won last night 25-22 to in overtime over the 49ers. Uh, Smith played every offensive snap at right guard. Um, for a Kansas City Chiefs offense that racked up 455 yards last night. Um, he played over 1,300 offensive snaps for the entire year, capping off a stellar third season. Smith joins Elite Company, becoming the ninth different VFL to win multiple Super Bowl title rings as a player and the first since Peyton Manning. A 2020 UT graduate, Smith is just the fourth VFL to win back-to-back rings and first since Allen Alvin Harper and Bill Bates did with the Dallas Cowboys um, during their Super Bowl run. A total of 40 different VFLs have combined to claim 50 Super Bowl rings all time. Talking about Trey Smith a little bit, bragging on him, how impactful is he for that Chiefs offensive line? I mean, he's a day one starter for a reason. Mm He fell for you know not be not due to his performance. Yeah, uh, I knew the moment the Chiefs got him. I think fifth or sixth round. Sixth round. Yeah, yep. that they were going to get a guy that played way above that level. He's done that. Um, you know, the offensive line is one of the strengths of that team. Trey Smith is a big reason why. And, and on Juwan Jennings as well, 
you know, I think if that game is won in regulation, once it went to overtime, McCaffrey did what he did. I I think there is a legitimate case for Jawan James to be Super Bowl MVP because of what he, you know, the passing touchdown, the receiving Mm -hmm. touchdown, 40-plus yards. Once McCaffrey kind of took over in overtime, less so, but that would have been also really cool to see, you know, kind of win-win for Tennessee fans. But if they had gotten a a Super Bowl MVP from Jawan Jennings, uh, that would have been pretty awesome. I would have been insufferable. (laughs) Yeah. But going back to Trey Smith, I mean, his impact has always been big. Everybody that watched him here at UT knows exactly what the Chiefs were getting, like you said. I mean, uh, he was big time here. He's going to be big time anywhere he goes. I mean – Hell, Travis Kelsey called him the enforcer. Yeah. Uh, he called him the big man that don't take no you-know-what. Uh, so, I mean, uh, coming from a guy of that caliber of Travis Kelsey, uh, giving him grace and the grace that he deserves, it's uh, impeccable. And, I mean, he was part of that uh, offensive line that really held uh, San Fran uh, – to minimal just wins up front for the most part. I know Chase Young had a big uh, – what quarter was that? First quarter, second first quarter? First quarter, he had a pair yeah, of big Yeah, uh, big, big, big first quarter. Uh, but beyond that, that, that offensive line held up. Uh, and, of course, Trey Smith, part of that, props to him. And though his team came up short, uh, much of the night belonged to VFL wide receiver Jawan Jennings. Uh, Jennings playing in his 54th career NFL game, saved his best for the yeah. sport's biggest stage. Uh, Jennings threw a 20-yard touchdown pass to Christian McCaffrey in the first quarter and hauled in a 10-yard touchdown catch um, later on uh, to put the 49ers back up 16-13 in the fourth quarter. Uh, Jennings became just the second player in NFL history to catch a touchdown and throw a touchdown pass in a Super Bowl game, joining Philadelphia's um, Nick Foles, Foles, who did it in uh, Super Bowl 52. Uh, Jennings was arguably the Super Bowl MVP, um, if things had gone a little bit differently. Uh, Four catches for 42 yards, including a long of 23. um, Also forced a critical defensive holding call on the third down during the 49ers overtime possession. Um, And that play, that that pass back, very similar to the pass back against the Florida Gators in 2015 with Joshua Dobbs that also resulted in a touchdown. If the game had ended differently – did Jennings deserve an MVP? Yes. Like I said, once it went to overtime, I felt like even if, you know, unless he caught some 50-yard touchdown, mm-hmm. uh, that it was going to be McCaffrey. Just the yards he was putting up at that mm-hmm. point were too much to overlook. And he was, you know, dominating the game. That 30-yard catch that we've talked about earlier, that was pretty much all Christian McCaffrey's yeah. doing. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I think if that game goes, you know, they make that extra point, Chiefs don't end up tying it late, that I, I do think he would have been Super Bowl MVP or at least been, you know, in the running Sometimes those things, you know, the MVPs aren't truly the Super Bowl MVP. Um, so who knows if it would have gone his way, but he would have been, you know, 1A, 1B in that conversation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I think, like you said, if it stayed in regulation, I think absolutely he had uh, probably the biggest case of anybody on that 49ers team besides McCaffrey. But, again, like you said, if, if it would have stayed in overtime and uh, Niners would have won that one, I think McCaffrey pulls it out. Uh, but, I mean, that's not to knock his performance at all. I mean, he was he was really effective with and without the ball all night. I mean, uh, I think I saw something where he was the third highest rated run blocker on the 49ers last night. So, uh, big on him for that. He's always been a blocker, especially when he was here at UT. So, not surprising. Uh, I'm glad to see that he he's getting his flowers now from a national audience. Yeah, Jennings, you know, is is in an offense where there's a lot of talent, a lot of yeah. talent that gets a lot more recognition than he does. But last night, I thought Jennings was – at, at times, the most impactful player um, in the passing game, at least. George Kittle was really a no-show. Uh, Brandon Ayuk was bottled up. Juwan Jennings made plays when he needed to. 
and um, a couple of them were really big plays and, and uh, historical moments in, in Super Bowl history. Yeah. Um, so uh, great for Jennings. Uh, sucks they were not, were not able to pull that one out, but um, with Smith and Jennings both in the game, a VFL had already secured a Super Bowl ring for the seventh time in the last eight seasons. And that's going to wrap us up here on a great Monday on Overtime. We will see you once again tomorrow as we get you prepared for Tennessee and Arkansas and much more in sports. For William Patterson, Max Pennell, Jace Brown, thank you so much for tuning in.